What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode 90 of the Taste Caster Weekly Podcast, where we talk about things, react to things, do a bunch of random shit. My name's Seth. I'm Chevy. A quick reminder to play COD, uh, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, and The Witness. Both offer for free on PlayStation Plus. Make sure to download those, play those, come back to the month of Plus Club. Let us know what you thought of those games. We'll let you know we thought of those games. Also, picked by me, our game of the month is Warf- Warframe. <laughs> Warhammer, it's not Warframe, it, it, it should have been. Uh, 40K Inquisitor Martyr, which is an ARPG, not a third-person action shooter, um, where you get loot, increase your skill trees, do a bunch of random shit, kill things, uh, play that, and uh, come back to the end of the month for Game of the Month. Let us know what you thought of that game as well. Also, quick reminder that we have a Discord link down below. Talk to us anytime, all time. And we are on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast platforms if you'd prefer to listen to us. And if you're listening to us, you want to check us out on YouTube. Check us out at Tasty Loot Gaming. We film every single episode. And I mean every single almost 700 episodes. Um, yeah, so it's Taste Cast. We haven't done this in a little bit, hence my flow. Um, and yeah, we normally talk about what we've been playing. I know you've played a lot less than I have, although my list isn't even that big. I just have a lot to say. So we should probably start with you. Also, Chris is not here. As you noticed, the box is not there. Don't fucking see Chris. He'll be back soon, hopefully. Maybe I can do an episode with me and him while you're gone, because you're going to be gone Yep, for a week. So you got some well, vacation shit to do. Mostly a week. Yeah. So hopefully you have fun. Hopefully you're safe. People are going to miss you. Jeremy's going to cry. I'll be fine. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think he will. <laughs> Uh yeah. So what we've been playing. Let's start with you. Final All Fantasy right. fourteen. Uh yeah. Mostly Final <laughs> Fantasy fourteen. Uh though even that I have not been playing as much uh lately. Uh we've been kinda getting home on the later side and by the time I get done like winding down and watching videos and stuff, I'll hop in for like an hour or two and I'm I'm done. So mm-hmm. uh, so not really any progress being made there other than like very small amounts that's not even really worth talking about too much. So, um, other than that, I played uh, Dead or Alive six a little bit, uh, very yeah. little bit. Played a match, or I guess I played a few matches, but yeah, I you did one like run through an arcade, yeah. Uh, and it was mostly just like a <coughs> uh, to see where the series is because it has been a couple iterations since uh, I've played the game, and uh, I am happy to say that it feels very familiar which is great um just like I was, riding a bike yeah i was able to pick up a character and mostly know how to use them um obviously balance changes happen in fighting games so she doesn't have all the same moves uh, but they're pretty close so. feels pretty fucking close yeah. yeah you're talking about ayane yeah ayane. Okay. yeah um she's pretty close there's a couple of her uh moves that either they've changed or or uh the timing is different or they're gone um, that I, I, uh, was looking for a couple, a little bit, but for the most part, I still knew how to play her, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say as well, uh, they have tightened up the, uh, counter system, uh, which is a good thing for, uh, game balance reasons. Uh, though it threw me off a lot when I was trying to counter <laughs> cause you, you really have to be it. on it. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's no wind like it used to, especially in like Dead or Alive Two, was a huge window, and then they just slowly over the years have kind of just brought that in. Which yeah, is good. It's, it's pretty much pinpoint accurate now. Like as yeah. soon as they punch, that's when you counter exactly. Yeah. Which I think is good because when I was younger, I got abused by you and Rob um, a lot because you guys would practice in that game. I was pretty decent too, um, but uh, you guys would counter constantly, constantly, constantly. So. I'm of the mindset that if you're going to counter a lot, you need to be 
it, it needs to be a little tighter. It needs to be a little under, more on your shit. So well, it should be scale based. So you got to earn that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which not saying before it wasn't, but you know, that window was bigger. So it's it was, a lot yeah. easier to think about that. And I was young. So I was just like, I'm going to fucking punch him. I'm going to fucking punch them all. Um, and then I just get thrown around. But, uh, but yeah, so I think it's, it's good. It does. A lot of times when I'm like getting fucking knocked around in DOA six, cause I also played it. Um, cause I bought it. Um, I'll get punched a couple times and on like the third punch, I'll fucking counter almost like break their mm. combo, which is nice. So, um, it still kind of works in that sense too. Cause it's a lot easier time when they're going to punch when they're already mid fucking combo. Right. So. Right. Well, and, and I know it's obviously gonna be different playing. It's like a real person, but I even remember it like, is like playing against like Rob in the past. And if I would play as, um, Zach, he's got this like multi kick at the ankle oh, yeah. thing. Yep. Uh, and he got used to the timing. So as soon as I'd start it, he'd go boom and start countering it. And so I'd get to the point where I'd like throw a couple, put a delay in, do a couple more, you know, type of thing. Mm. So, uh, the computer's not doing that. So, yeah, no, actually, um, I hate saying it, but the AI in the game does not seem to be consistent. I'll put it that way. Cause sometimes it just fucking destroys you mm-hmm. or sometimes it doesn't know what's happening. Um, I was instantly, like the first day I bought it, able to jump to the second hardest difficulty and beat the hardest difficulty in the arcade mode um, as soon as I picked it up, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, I started on normal. I was like, that was really easy. And I moved it to hard. I'm like, that's still not that difficult. And I moved it up, and I'm like, okay, now they're starting to counter. That's weird. And uh, then the next one, I'm like, there it is. That's the difficulty. It's especially weird because Team Ninja's kind of known for making difficult Hard games, stuff. yeah. yeah so. Maybe it was them trying to cater a little more yeah maybe although there's two or three difficulties under normal yeah i don't get it so i mean they really scaled that shit um yeah i'd like to play it more i i love the you should the game uh as a series i should say mm-hmm. uh i did fall out after a while because uh specifically in four they changed the counter system uh in a way i didn't like which was uh making mid counters forward and the counter button instead of back and forth. So you had to remember up and down were back and, and mid was forward. And I really hated it for some reason. How did it work? So you'd have to get forward and counter on mid attacks in DOA 4. Oh, yeah. I remember one of them. They fucked up countering. That was probably it. And yeah. that's the one I fell out of. And that's when I Because I, I did yeah. play 4. I did not touch 5. Yeah. I Before, five I was like, I'm not into this. So that was probably... That makes sense. Um, Yeah. It's still in this one now. Back. Uh, up. Back down back mm-hmm. to to do all the different right. counters so yeah which it makes sense like <laughs> they were trying to break the flow i get it and they're yeah. trying something new it, it just didn't work well for me. soul caliber 5 tried something new and i don't even think it's bad for anyone to try something new could have been awesome but yeah. it wasn't so it's just you know when they correct that problem that's where i'm like thank you right when you double down i'm like okay i guess this series is over for me um yeah the the only two more things i want to add to that real quick is one um it is a very good-looking game. I yeah. have to give them props for Especially that. Especially the character models, but that's where they're... That's their bread and butter. That is their bread that's and butter, for fucking, obvious reasons. Like, you want some costumes for these very good-looking character models? But the... Uh, what's that called? Uh, the elephant in the room. Uh, you know, aside on that. Um, they are very well done, so they, they did a very good job on that. Um, Tell me the jiggle physics? Just all the sexuality in general. Put that aside... Male and female, don't be fucking stupid about this. Not the, you, uh, anybody watching this. The character models are all very well done. In fact, I uh, I remember seeing 
and I forgot her name now. God damn it. But one of the character models, I remember seeing her. I was like, oh, I really like the way they, they changed her face model. She it made her look more like the uh, ethnicity she's from, actually. Which one? Uh, tai Chi gal. Oh, uh, Li Fang? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Is? She looks way better looking, I think, her yeah. character model than she did before. Because uh, she... Well, yeah, the graphics have definitely gone up. But, yeah, her face is... Um, it's slightly different looking, but it still looks like her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I we, think all the characters look like they used to, but some of them look slightly different. But also, it, it seems just like they put more natural, real properties to their face. They look more refined as, as characters. Because yeah. a problem I've noticed in some fighting games as they keep going, eventually you get to the point where they pick like a face shape and just start plastering faces on that shape. Well, Soul Calibur, four and five. Well, yeah. So, and it, it sucks. Um, yeah. I and do. some of the Street Fighters have seemed pretty generic in their like faces after a while you just kind of recognize them from their fucking clothes right and it's really i really do appreciate when they try to make them look like a character so they yeah did really good there the <clears throat> i'm just gonna hop into this because i've also played yeah. this so uh playing this reminded me of how much i love dead or alive and how uh dead or alive used to be my second favorite fighting game and then tekken took its spot when i fell out dead or alive mm-hmm. um so it is really cool to come back to this and kind of see what they have updated like that like characters or whatever um but uh but they but it, it's 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 interesting because you look at the character models and my first thought is like this is where they put all their work into this game like they really put a lot of work into the way the characters look and the costumes and stuff like that mm-hmm. but then I'm playing and I'm like this is like a like not even just a competent fighting game it's a really good fighting game I forgot how good Dead or Alive is mm-hmm. as a fighting game and it has its own niche because it's all about the fucking counters the grapples I mean there's people who will literally grab you the MMA girl will throw you on the ground and you can start kicking them while they're on the ground and shit while the other people don't do those moves and stuff and so Dare Alive like Tekken has like this very close quarters intimacy in it's fighting you're not jumping up into the back corner shooting fucking balls at people and dodging Mm. moves and doing insane combos even though you can do pretty crazy combos and uh, it's just it's just neat playing this and remembering why I love the series because not only does the game look great, the characters look great for whatever reason you're into them looking great. Um, because I know some people keep talking about certain aspects of that and who gives a fuck? It's a product, it's a video game, it's not real people. Buy it, don't buy it, shut the fuck up. Um, sorry. Uh <clears throat> it's it's a really good fighter though. The the fucking the um I'd like to see more levels or um stages. Stages, thank you. Yeah. Um because there's like, I don't know, it seems like eight or ten of them. But they're all really good. And a Dead or Alive stage has a lot to Layers, it. Layers, yeah. Because there's things to break. There's uh, interactive things that happen. You can knock people through walls and shit. So it's just been really cool coming back to the series. Because I, I pretty much had wrote off for Dead. I remember playing 4 and I was like, I'm not into this anymore. And then I you know saw 5 I'm like, I'm not playing a free play Dead or Alive. Um, so I was pretty much done with it. And then this came out and I was like, you know what, I'm going to... I'm going to give it a go because even with all the reviews that we're talking shit about certain aspects, they're still saying this is a really good fighting game. I'm like, okay, well, that's all I need. And playing it, it is. Um, I hate saying this. I've played Dead or Alive 6 more than I've played Soul Calibur 6. That's weird. It is weird because Soul Calibur is my favorite fighting game series. And it came out. I skipped it to play all the other games coming out because I was like, I can come back to a fighting game anytime. Those are like timeless games. You always come back and play them. And, uh, you know, I was playing Red Dead and all shit. And then uh, we came back to it last month for, what was that? Was it Game of the Month? Was that last month or the month before? One of the months recently, month. yeah. Um, and I played it a little bit because I had to and I enjoyed it. 
And then Daredevil 6 comes out, and I popped it in right when I brought it home, and I fucking played it. And I was like, oh, yeah, I love this game. And I'm just, like, <laughs> playing it like I used to play back in the day, Daredevil Live 2 and, and 3 and shit. And uh, I've been having a blast so far. Um, I really like it. I like all the characters I've played so far. They've had a lot of new ones. There's a lot of characters from the last game that mm-hmm. I don't even fucking remember. Well, I don't know why I would remember them. I wasn't right. there for that. Didn't but experience I don't, them. I don't know who they are. Right. Um, and yeah, it's just it's one of my favorite things about the Dead or Alive series is is how impactful hits feel when you punch someone or you finish a combo and then give them like a really hard hit and they go flying across. This the was map my second shit. point, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. sorry. No, that's I okay. Cut that off. Um, it it just gives you um, it's good feedback mm-hmm. when you're in a fight because you want to beat the person, you want to get that health bar down, and seeing it go and then they fly across the map and they hit something and then it ticks down even further that just kind of um, makes every fight feel really hectic uh, and really, really intense. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of fighting games, um, you're hitting the person and it still feels great, but Dead Alive has always had a really good sense of, of striking people. Well, the, the big example I wanted to bring into that actually was um, as much as I like Soul Calibur, um, it is definitely more about like the flashy effects and stuff like that, but the impacts never feel um, super hard unless it's a heavy hit for some reason. But what? all the light hits are mm-hmm. are more uh, lights and flashes and, and sure, like especially that. like as soon as you start talking about that, I instantly thought of Raphael mm-hmm. when he's going like whoosh, 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 and it's just going and your health is going down and your guys just going uh, right and like. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Like that doesn't feel impactful. It feels good in the sense that you're executing a move and, and you hit them, right? And that they didn't evade it or or block it. Um, I've always said Soul Calibur is about the weapons. Mm-hmm. It's about footing and placement and where you're at. The reason I even think about that ever when I think about fighting games is you know when I'm always playing Keelik and and Josh is always playing Astroth and we're having one of our fucking endless battles. Um, kind of like when you were saying you and Rob used to play and he started learning your moves. Me and Josh know each other's moves. So like the whole time we're sitting there just like fucking watching what each other are doing. But it's always in, in, in a fight like that when you're fighting against somebody who actually knows what they're doing in those games. It's less like just running in and hitting the person. It's more like fucking waiting till they get in a certain range to hit them and shit. And it, it has more of an emphasis on the weapons. Whereas like DOA, it's all about kicking, punching and a lot of grappling. Yeah. And and so everything, even when you roll on the ground and grab them and then pull their arm back, it, it, like there's that pause in that <laughs> like that impact oh yeah so you feel like you're always every time you hit someone you you feel like you are ticking their health box mm-hmm. down so yeah you get a, a good visual uh representation of something of the damage yeah yeah exactly um and you, even the environmental stuff though sometimes it can be flashy it's it's in an instant and it's not just taking over the screen which i really appreciate because i like the flashy but it can be overwhelming when you're playing something mm-hmm. where you have to pay attention like hitboxes and stuff like that so yeah there is an interesting reprieve, though, um, when you're fighting on a pirate ship and you fucking punch someone into a wall, and as soon as they rock the boat, a fucking tentacle comes out of the water, grabs them, lifts them into the air, and like when that happens, I'm like, okay. And I'm just like watching the cinematic as it like throws them through the floor of the ship and into the bottom of the ship, and you fight them. So those kind of things are, are kind of, even though they're really neat looking and they do damage, so it's all beneficial, it's also nice because it gives you a second to go, okay, let's get ready to fucking fight again, mm-hmm. um, which is always, it's, it's a very... DOA thing, yeah. To like punch someone through a wall and then they fly off into a you know bottom area like you know down a couple flights of uh, fucking stairs or some shit. It, the only other one I can really think of that that utilizes that I think is Mortal Kombat. Yeah, because they they yeah they they have environmental stuff yeah mm-hmm. 
and I think multi-stage as, as well. I don't remember that, but I'm 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 I didn't play X as much as I as I really should have. Well, and I I don't know if I'm quoting uh, necessarily X. I just remember Mortal Kombat in general has done that. Um, you can punch people down and fucking on spikes and shit. Yeah, well, I mean, even just switching the stage up. I could be mixing that up with Injustice, though. Regardless, um, it's not a very common thing, and I definitely I do think of DOA. In well, there's case, a there's so. a bunch of fighting games back in the Xbox era that tried doing that, mm. um, but there's so many experimental weird Xbox. There was a lot of games. weird fighting games on the Xbox. Yeah, it's like Def Jam Vendetta, where the fuck it yeah. was, and like a, a backyard fucking. There's an X Men one. I can't remember the name of. Beat your ass game. Yeah. Um, one other thing I want to add with Dead or Alive 6, outside of everything that I'm really loving about the game, is the um, season pass is $100, which is insane. And you get like 60-something costumes with that, two characters when they release, and a couple other things. That's ridiculous. I'm thinking about buying it. Because <laughs> I'm really enjoying the game. Um, whew. That's steep as fuck, though. That's stupid. Yeah. And when I read it, it said from like March to June is the first season. So it's like a, right, well, yeah, a season of the year, not like a, a, a gaming season. A hundred bucks? Yeah. That's a lot. But that's a lot of costumes, too. That's not a, that's not a couple. I know. That's still a lot of money, though. That's hard, that's a it's, hard sell. It I is think. a lot of money. Well, if you bought like characters in a fighting game, that would be like fucking, I don't know, 15 bucks. What fighting For two? Game? Oh, for two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought you meant each. I was like, no. Oh, probably an EA game. I don't know. <laughs> Good thing they don't. They don't make fighting games. They don't make that. They don't yeah. make anything except for games as a service, online only. Single player is dead. Hundred percent. It's definitely dead. It's been dead for a long time. Rest in peace. Um, <laughs> I only like games that are sixty dollars that want me to buy things. Get the fuck out of here, fly. Want me to buy things uh, after the fact that I bought the game already. And then want me to keep doing the same shit over and over and over again for six months. Um, oh, yeah. Also, they I don't know if this is in five. Let me know in the comments if you play DOA five. But they have a system in this one where you hit R1 to sidestep up and down and be able to do special moves. And when you sidestep, you can actually punch someone from the side, too, which is really neat. And um, at first, I'm like, I don't know if this is overcomplicating the fighting, but... As I was playing, I was like, I forgot how much DOA is is all about that close quarters uh, martial arts fighting. And um, and it, it adds to that because most of those types of games have sidestepping. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't really utilize it a whole lot. Um, but in this, they have a button to do it and a way to strike from that position. So it really kind of adds a whole new dimension to... Um, that aspect of being right in someone's face and fucking moving around and shit. It's like an evolution of the counter. Yeah, yeah. So. It feels like a, it feels like an option to the counter mm -hmm. because you can counter something, but also if someone's running at you and they jump, you can sidestep and step them and hit them, yeah. and it's really fucking cool. Um, so yeah, I I'm I also really love like fast paced dodging action. I think that's why DOA resonates with me so much. Probably yeah, because it's all about like moving and fucking hitting and shit, and that's that's my jam. I and love that, and it definitely is. Uh on the pace scale on the faster side. Even the sure. slower characters yeah. are pretty fast. And the fast characters are insanely fast. So watch, watch, uh, oh, I forgot his name. Big old wrestler, dude. Uh, his grapple combos fast. are super fast. Pace. Still. Yeah. Yeah. How great. We go. And that's yeah. just a next part, next part, next part. Well, Tina's kind of like a mid character, but she's like jumping around the air and like catching you in the air and slamming mm -hmm. you on the ground and stuff. So, yep. Um, 
Bayman. He just fucking grabs you and rolls around with you until you die. Yeah, he annoys the shit out of me. Yeah. <laughs> and like I said, I tried out the MMA girl. She's been around for a little bit, I think. But uh, mm-hmm. she's got a couple moves where you can like uh, grapple them on the ground. And one of them, when you're on top of them, you can punch them in the head. And then another one, when you're on the side, you can kick them in the side and shit. So it's pretty cool. She feels like an MMA fighter. Um, anyway, I could probably talk about this game for a while. So... Yeah. Anything else you want to add to Dare Life Six? No, I, I just I just wanted to make sure that I, I brought up even in my short period of time my impressions on it because um, there Pretty might they barely played it. Yeah, and there there might be people out. There. Well, but I have a history with this game, mm. so it's easy. It's a lot easier for me to talk about this than to, to put the check marks. Yep, they got yeah. this, this, this. If this. you sat me down in front of Tekken, I've played Tekken, but I'm not like I don't have like a connection with Tekken. Yeah. I enjoy it, but like I don't I don't know the systems or anything like that. Mm. So. I play Tekken as a newbie, like 100%. Yeah, so, I love Tekken. Um, man, I, I think it's a great game, but that took me a long time it's the to. The only do. fighting game I play like this. I think, I think a lot of people do that. Yeah, because you don't. There's so many buttons to do combos with that you don't have enough fingers. Your thumb's not enough. Yeah. I've, I've played with my thumb and I do just fine, but like if you play like this, you utilize the combo so much better because you roll into your punches and kicks all at the same time and yeah. shit. That game is like fucking water. It just flows, dude. I've told this story before, but like I remember when arcades were a thing. I'm aging myself now. Um, <laughs> yeah, those are relics of the past. Uh, the Tekken fighting machines had uh, PlayStation controller ports. And you could bring your controller and plug it in. I remember watching one guy in his left hand had the controller and his right hand was on the buttons on the machine. And that's how he was fighting people. Dork. Well, (laughs) was he winning? Yeah. Okay. Best of both worlds, though. The movement, I think personally, is better on a controller. Some people, a lot of people would disagree with me on that. Some people love the little fucking stick. The joystick? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I can't. People love it. I don't. And I hate them. I hate them. The giant buttons that you can like just roll your hands around on, you know, do your combos. If stuff. you're from a time though, or you grew up with arcade sticks, and you got used to the roll feeling of that, that's completely different than this. Oh, it's hundred percent different. So if you're used to that, you would prefer that. Mm. I don't think it's really what's better. I would argue an analog is better because it's a newer technology, and it just feels smoother and better. But again, that's what I prefer. But, yeah, if you were using one of those when you were a kid and you got used to playing like that, like getting that muscle memory of your arm and stuff, there's no way you'd want to use the fucking controller mm-hmm. playing that. You'd feel like you're being hindered. So well, It's like all the people who play Smash who just, like, insist on using the GameCube controller because that's where a lot of them got into Smash. Yeah, I, I always kind of view that as people who never converted from inverted, um, Josh, and other people from the region he grew up Um <laughs> Because they all, for some reason, are still inverted. Um, everyone else I know made the move over. Um, because it was commonplace on the 64. Everything was inverted. Right, right. After that, people were like, let's start pushing up to look up. Um, makes sense. But the other one doesn't not make sense. Um, he's going to be sitting and listening to this guy. Like, God fucking damn it. Um, <laughs> but it's kind of like that. Like, um, Wait, what we're talking about? I'm just talking about joysticks. Joysticks. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, it's just kind of like that. That whole fuck, I've lost the complete. I'm just still thinking about inverted controllers now. <laughs> Talking about muscle memory, muscle memory. Game okay, Cube thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. GameCube, thank you. That's what it was. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> I was like, God, what the fuck's up with inverted controllers? Um, or controls. Uh, anyway, yeah. So GameCube controllers for a long time, I thought it was kind of like that. I thought it was like that, like um, oh, they just used to that control all the way it feels. But the GameCube controller was a fucking Frankenstein controller. I actually. Hot take, I don't like the GameCube controller at fucking all. If you like it, though, that's awesome, especially if you're beating people's ass and smash fucking... Who gives a fuck what I think? 
That controller was so different and individual, though, that I could see why somebody would get used to the clicks of that fucking joystick mm-hmm. and the button placement because it was weird. It's not. It was not standard. There's a fat button and two weird little fucking little dick buttons and then a nubbin and then a little nubbin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the little dick buttons, the nubbin and the big nubbin, and then you didn't have triggers. You had fucking uh, plungers, plungers. The fucking yeah. one, and then these little things and like if you're used to i used to describe the thing perfectly um <laughs> if you were pressing all those buttons and that's how you got used to fighting there's not a controller that that feels like that so mm-hmm. if you play the game a shitload i get it yeah it makes complete sense 100%. it's like back when i was really all about like the 360 controller mm-hmm. like this is the fps controller there's not a controller that plays fps is better i still kind of think that i think the ps4 controller is really fucking good though um and the xbox one controllers this is where the dislikes come is pretty good i like everything about it except for the fucking analogs i hate i'll them. say it's a quality feeling piece of hardware they're yeah, just the joysticks are super loose that's yeah. that's literally the only complaint yeah if they were tightened up perfect i would yeah. love that fucking thing it's crazy just sell a separate one if people like those loose sticks just sell me a stiff stick one that's it just make the exact same fucking controller yeah but anyway um i digress what are we talking about I think we were trying to move on to what you were playing. Okay. So, play DOA 6. I love DOA 6. It's good again. I'm thinking about buying that stupid-ass fucking season pass. <laughs> but I, but I, I, I recommend picking up DOA 6. I don't recommend picking up that season pass unless you have the throwaway income to do so. Because that's ridiculous. And you're going to play the game a lot. And you're going to play the game, yeah. Because that's a lot of money to drop on fucking costumes for your perverted yeah, You're ass. literally investing in the continuation of that series at that point. Yeah, you're going, I'm a fan. I want more DOA. Mm-hmm. And they're like, give, the same give reason, me money. Same reason I bought the Fat Cat in Final Fantasy XIV. That's a completely optional item. I don't even play that game. I bought fucking two mounts, and I'm going to buy that one. <laughs> I saw that Fat Cat's amazing. Yeah. It's fucking amazing. Buy, play Final Fantasy XIV just to get that Fat Cat. Okay. Um, Been playing Warhammer 40K Inquisitor Martyr. Uh, still really liking that game. Played some same screen co-op with Josh. Worked really well. It sucks that the same screen co-op, you can't play your own character. You have to play a pre-made character that's the same level as your character. But that's same screen co-op. When you play the normal co-op, you can play with other people and their characters. So, But it plays really well. It was really fun. Uh, Josh is falling asleep, though. Um, cause as he does every time. Yeah. Every time he comes and hangs out, he lays down and starts playing a game and then he falls asleep. We're in the middle of, uh, uh, levels and I would see his characters running into a wall and then like run around the wall or he'd run to a corner and then he'd run around the corner and look back and he's just like, and I'd say something about him fall asleep. He's like, I'm not asleep. I'm like, hey, okay. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, the game, the game's cool. It's cool to get those synergies of different builds, killing enemies, mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, can't wait to play it more. And if I sound like I'm really stoked, I'm revealing what my grade will be kind of uh, at the end of this month. I picked this game as game of the month, so I, I probably like it. I feel like you should probably expect that for game of the month because it's games that we've picked anyways. Yeah. It'd be very weird if, if we hadn't played the game yet and we're so bold to pick our one month of the year where we're like, yeah. we're, we're going to play left alive. Now it did happen once, obviously with the Defund- dungeon defenders too. Because yeah. that was more of a, we wanted to play it because we loved yeah. the first one yeah, yeah. so much. That's true. Uh, it turned out it was disappointing. Yeah. But oh, otherwise, it's stuff we, we just were like, we played like, oh, this is cool. Oh, another game. Oh, another game. Oh, shit. I need to go back and play that. So, By the way, that Left Alive game is getting like threes. That sucks. Yeah. That was that was the game I kept watching uh, just because I love Front Mission. 
and I like third person stealth games and um, I love the art style because it's the same guy who did the MGS uh, design. But um, if Wargroove can succeed, Square, make a proper front mission. Yes, make a proper front mission. Stop being fucking assholes. Um, all your other games are great though lately. That's so. Never mind. I'll take that back. Uh, oh, anyway, Left Alive though, real quick. I don't want anyone bringing it up, but um, I was looking it up because I was curious about picking it up, and I and it apparently had released, and I didn't even know. And um, I was watching a video on it. That game is janky as fuck. It's it looks like their old school like Dirge of Cerberus days where they're making like half ass games. I mean, it obviously was. So. Um, but it's weird because it's literally trying to steal Metal Gear Solid as a game. It's not Metal Gear Solid, obviously, but the guys like sneaking around with a gun, and the music's like really like. Dun, 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 just like fucking like really like espionage esque, and all the sound effects are like ding 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 ding. I was like, "What the fuck?" Shameless. And yeah, it was crazy. And they got the guy who did the fucking character design for Melgar Salt to do the character design for this game. I was like, "What? They go Konami fucked up. Let's steal that." I don't blame. If them. they would have done it successfully, <laughs> like hell yeah, I don't give a shit. Like it's a Melgar Salt ripoff. I'm like, the old Melgar Salt still exist and they're great. Konami fucked it. If somebody wants to rip that off and make a good game out of it, more power to them. They didn't do it, though. Yeah. So, oh, well. Unfortunate. Yeah. Um, Inquisitor Martyr, that's what we started with, right? That's what I was talking yes, about. Yes. Yeah. That game's cool. Play it. We'll have more to say at the end of the month. We'll talk about it more, yeah. Uh, picked up Devil May Cry 5. And uh, quick transparency, I've never been a big fan of Devil May Cry. I always appreciated it, but it's always been a little too ridiculous, too campy. I get it's supposed to be. Um but also like the um, the kind of like stage by stage combo uh, fighting, you know, w- was never like amazing to me. I just was like, yeah, it's cool. And then I kind of moved on with my life. Um, but uh, this one intrigued me because first off, it looks amazing. It's on the RE engine, which I fucking called. I was like looking at trailers. I'm like, why does it look this good? I've only seen one other like Japanese made engine that looks this good. And that was the RE engine. With Resident Evil 7, which looks amazing, and Resident Evil 2 Remake, which looks amazing. Sure as fuck, it's on the RE engine, so, like, the faces look insane. Even Jeremy in the Discord was like, the faces look really good. I'm like, I know, it's crazy. Um, so, yeah, looking at the game, I was just intrigued because I was like, that's a beautiful-looking game. Oh, yeah. Really flashy, too. Um, and then watching some of the trailers, as we've done on the channel, it seemed really, you know, like, just polished and clean in every way picked it up played it it's actually really neat the cutscenes are done really well um the voice acting i think it's the same actress too is fine it doesn't sound cheesy anymore like you know back on ps2 i'm sure there were younger voice actors the standards were different back then yeah less experience under the belt yeah Mm -hmm. and and and, you know whoever's directing probably wasn't like all right let's do that again that didn't sound good enough because video games back then Mm -hmm. they didn't care they didn't have the budget but now they're saying ridiculous (laughs) shit yeah they're saying ridiculous shit but they're saying it in a way that sounds like a fucking human being Mm -hmm. it's less like whoa cowabunga bro it's like you know, it sounds like people. Um, it's also got some really dark imagery. There's a part right in the beginning that I was, I was just like, this is fucking creepy. Um, but it's cool. The The combat is flashy as fuck. Um, the game's flashy as fuck. The whole game's just like, look how cool we are. Yeah. I'm playing it. The music's just like, he's fucking flipping people around and shooting them and shit. And the guy's just constantly just confident, like, yeah, fuck you, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, this game's just like, 
just a pair of sunglasses with some music playing. <laughs> it's Johnny Cage the game. Dude, pretty much. <laughs> I'm just playing it. I'm like, this is, the whole time I'm just like, this is cool. This is cool. The whole thing's just cool. I feel this is just a cool environment I'm experiencing right now. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm actually stoked, bleh, stoked to keep playing that, uh, which is weird. We're living in a weird time where series I used to not like, I'm liking now because games have come so far and things have been learned that like, People are able to maintain, if they do it well, maintain what made something special while also opening it up to other people mm-hmm. and also maturing stories. Storytelling as a whole in gaming has gotten better. Oh, yeah. People, it, it has existed and been great. I mean, PlayStation was an amazing era for storytelling. And fucking Super Nintendo had great storytelling, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. But now it's it's just become such like an expected standard in gaming that even a game like Devil May Cry um, does a good job in getting me into it, which is really, really cool. Right. God of War, you know, is an exceptional our game of the year last year game. And that was a series we weren't into. So it's a really cool time to, to you know, we can complain all day about the games we don't like. It's also an amazing time for the games that we do like and the games that we probably shouldn't have liked, mm-hmm. but we're loving now. For so sure, sure. there's some really amazing stuff going on in gaming now. So I recommend pick up Devil May Cry, especially if you already like the series, but you already have it, I, I'm sure. Uh, last thing I want to talk about real quick is I finally pulled the trigger, devil trigger, and fucking got a switch. Um, so that was uh, expensive because <laughs> I also I was like, if I'm picking up a switch, I need a fucking controller. And I was pro like, controller. I need a pro controller because I need like the little the little controller is nice, it's fine, but I was like, I need a fucking controller and a memory um, card and a memory card. I was like, I need a game. Yeah. Um, and then you bought a case recently. I bought a case too, and I, there's all sorts of shit I want to get it for now. But um, because I love it, my, my I've played your Switch, I've seen games for it, blah blah blah. I've been talking it up for a while now, owning it. The thing is fucking awesome. I love this console. It's my second favorite console of this generation. Easy. It's I mean, if if it you give it time, it might be my first. I don't know because uh, it's it's up there with the PlayStation for me. It's got a bunch of exclusives. And it, it's so smart in the way that you can just take it anywhere. You can play where the fuck you are and also just take it home seamlessly and play it right on your screen. Yep. I mean, I needed that. I'm not a big mobile gamer, but I like the idea of taking games with me. I like to sit down and play games. It does both. It's genius. The graphics are good enough to always pretty much look decent. Um, and I picked up Xenoblade, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, which I fucking love. I think it's fantastic. I've heard good things about it. I saw ratings of like 8.2. I'm playing. I'm like, that's not high enough. <laughs> this game is not an 8.2. I was like, why are not more people not talking about this fucking game? It's um, it's great. It's got a really interesting combat system that at first I was like, it's automated. Like your guy just kind of attacks and then you get more people and they kind of attack. But then after a while you start unlocking things and you have to time the attacks with your moves, and eventually you're hitting a lot of buttons. Mm-hmm. You're almost like watching all your characters do stuff and executing moves and stuff, and it becomes really active. And as I'm learning with a lot of JRPGs, they just keep rolling out features. At first you play, and you're like, this is very simple. And then you keep going further, and you're like, there's a lot of shit to this game. <laughs> this is why they're slowly rolling it out, because they can't just at the very beginning. And there's some games that do this, and I hate it, when they're like, this is all the features. And you're like, whoa. Where do I start? I'm not going to remember this. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of these games kind of slowly roll it out, like, oh, you just got to the new town. In this town, this happens. And then you talk to someone like, once you talk to this person, this stuff starts happening. You can do this kind of stuff. I'm like, okay. Um, 
yeah, Xenoblade Chronicles. Um, the the music is really good. It takes me back to PlayStation era, um, and that's a real big compliment because I have such nostalgia for like PlayStation era music and games. Um, the character design is interesting. The world's really cool. It's like this world that's being um, that's sinking under a sea of clouds. There's water underneath it, but there's clouds. But the the clouds in the game will go up and down, kind of like the the ocean, okay. and it'll reveal certain parts of the map, and then certain parts of the map will go away. Gotcha. Okay. You can swim at the top level of it, but essentially, it's eventually, essentially, it's eventually gonna um, overtake the world. Gotcha. So they're trying to find somewhere to live. It's kind of dire. It's kind of dark. Um, a lot of Japanese games are, even though they don't look like it. It's just, yeah, uh, yeah. It's a really colorful game too. <laughs> it's 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 really neat looking. Um, the characters are cool. I really like the main character because he's like. He's not overly confident, but like he he's not a pushover either. Anyone, anytime someone challenges him, he's like he's like I'm not taking your shit. And he like does something. It reminds me of like guts in a sense. Like that's one thing I love about guts and Berserk is he's not your quintessential like anime like some guys like my name's blah blah blah. And he's like who are you? Like guts just goes. And he's like I don't give a shit and starts swinging at the dude. Mm. Same thing in this. Like you know someone would be like you know get the fuck out of the way. He's like I'm not getting out of your way. What are you talking about? And then you end up fighting. Um, so I kind of I kind of like that. It's it's kind of rare. A lot of games, there's always more of a, a timid aspect to a character, so it's refreshing. Um, you have blades, which are almost like Pokemon. You find these cores, and they turn into a random blade with a random weapon. You take on the weapons. Your blade is your moves, and uh, you can build a relationship with them. Um, and uh, there's so much more to this, and we're kind of on a on because you gotta catch a fucking flight. I got a plane. I don't want to go into it too much. Maybe I'll do a tasty bit on it. But uh, I I love this game. I highly recommend it, and I will be so bold as to say that I think buying the Switch at its price uh, was worth it for Xenoblade Chronicles Two alone. So it's that good, in my opinion. So far, I hope <laughs> I hope it doesn't have a horrible ending. I'm like I hate this game, right? Because then I'm just gonna be eating my fucking words. Um, yeah, it's really good, and I don't regret regret buying the Switch. So I, I'm glad I picked that game because I was like, "What game?" And I was like, eh, "I heard good things about this one." Uh, and I played it. And it's really good. Side note: When it comes to the Switch, JRPGs, and PlayStation nostalgia, uh, Octopath Octopath Traveler is getting a uh, sequel. I saw that. I didn't say it's coming to something else. It might be a prequel. They're making two games. They're making one for mobile that'll be out later this year. Yeah, in Japan, and then they apologized as they usually do when they don't have something to give you immediately uh but the nintendo does all the time yeah well and so does uh like square when they do any other things they're like please look forward to it like yeah. um we got a great new exciting game we're sorry to say that it's not releasing yet but we got many exciting things coming soon so don't you worry what'd you think of this yeah uh they they did confirm they are working on a sequel though i don't know if it's cool. if it's a sequel or it's a prequel but it's um uh, obviously connected so. that's in my like top five games i want to pick up for the switch sure, every really time cool. i go into the store i always look at it but i'm like i'm literally playing a jrpg right now which is rough so yeah. i don't want to even have it in my inventory essentially yeah. um i i went and bought the um there is a xenoblade chronicles 2 expansion called torna something 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 and it's a prequel to the game i'm playing i went ahead and bought that i think it's like 40 bucks not even full priced um, apparently it's really big though. Um, there's a lot of stuff to do in it, but I went and bought that just cause I'm already playing this and I know once I beat it, I'm probably gonna want to play that. So I just, that, those are my two switch games, mm. Xenoblade Chronicles. So, um, but yeah, so far that's been worth the price and Octopath Traveler Traveler is a game I want to pick up. Uh, every time I, I saw, I watched you play it and it's 
really cool looking and the music's really fucking cool so it's weird man why the fuck nintendo man it's their renaissance like they're doing such cool shit right now it's awesome it's so weird for me because i pretty much uh with them i was like yeah nintendo's they, they make fun stuff that's about it uh anything else no all right. Uh, let us know in the comments what games have you been playing recently? What games should we... What would you recommend us? What, what should we play? Uh, what games are you not planning on playing? You're like, I'm not fucking touching that shit. Are you picking up Division? That's coming out soon. Uh, are you playing Devil May Cry 5? Do you plan on playing that? And uh, what about Dead or Alive 6? What's your opinion on Jiggle Physics? One thing I wanted to add real quick. That's the thing you wanted to ask them. Why not? <laughs> We're not fucking games journalism. There's jiggle physics in the fucking game, and I don't give a shit about uh, well, it. No, I just I don't give out a of fuck. every question you could have though. <laughs> I don't give a single fucking shit that there's jiggle physics in that game. I don't either. But I just one thing though that I want to add that's amazing is they this game. This is fucking crazy. There's different jiggle physics. <laughs> I've never seen that in a game. Um, Hanukkah. She has like this watery movement, which okay. is really interesting. And someone else had more like stiff, like bounce to it when they moved. They put work into that. Well, I mean, they put a lot of work into the character models in general. So that I, just is another step. I wasn't even sitting there going like, I was just like, they're moving different. What the fuck? They put work into that? <laughs> it's impressive. I'm a tech guy. I love, I love shit like that. So I was just like. That's interesting. I'm sure that the hardcore Dare Alive fans are just like, they're different. They're different characters. Look at them. They're different <laughs> It adds character to them. Moving on from Jizzle. Jiggle oh, physics. <laughs> uh, Where's this going? Uh, I don't give a fuck. Um, we have four videos to watch. Yes. That I do not have on screen. Jizzle physics. Um, we're going to be watching One Piece, World Seeker, opening cutscene. You're okay with watching that, right? You've already seen it. I already watched it. I haven't. <laughs> uh, we're going to be watching Cyberpunk 2077. I have not seen. I'm sure people clicking this video are here for that. Creating Cyberpunk, official PlayStation Inside Look. Uh, Warframe, uh, Hildren trailer. Which we're going to familiarize ourselves with the new Warframe character. Probably another reason people are clicking this video. And then uh, a pleasant surprise for me, as um, Inquisitor Martyr is our game of the month, uh, there is a Warhammer Chaos Bane game coming out, which is another ARPG in the Warhammer universe. But this one takes place in their more medieval fantasy world. So uh, maybe a little Diablo-esque. Uh, yeah, not seen. I've not seen. So let's jump into the One Piece World Seeker uh, opening cutscene. I'm just going to say, I'm pretty sure we're both picking this up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It looks really cool. <laughs> and uh, we've watched some stuff on it already and pretty stoked. Ready? Yeah. All right. Three, two, one, and go. I don't know how loud this is. Ooh, loud. The guy who doesn't sleep. Yeah. Us too. <laughs> What's the D stand for? Ah, uh, God. Way to put me on the spot. There are people in the world yeah, with, with the initial uh, D in their name, and it usually stands for uh, a person with power. Uh, I couldn't tell you 
huge details on it because there's 800 episodes and I can't remember every little detail of the fucking show. What so. the fuck? I hate him. Chopper? He's yeah. amazing. One time I saw him was during the... I like him like that. He can change the shape. Yeah, there's one where he's crying all the time and it was really annoying. Oh, wow. He's kind of childlike, so... It doesn't seem really dramatic, though. Damn. Used to that face, too. <laughs> Just doesn't give a fuck where he is. <gasps> yeah, it seems like he's not giving a shit. He never does about anything. Unless he threatens his crew, then he's pissed. <laughs> I love the art style of One Piece. Ah, uh, yeah. It's very unique. Yeah, there's nothing that looks like it. No, I, <clears throat> and it makes sense when you watch the show when weird shit's happening, and you're like, yeah, that makes sense in this world. It, it just yeah. allows it allows itself <laughs> yeah. to do whatever the hell it wants. Because just by looking at it, you can tell it doesn't take itself too serious, but allows itself to be serious. Oh, yeah. I mean, that guy's eyebrows are fucking squiggles. His whole family looks like that. <laughs> Whoa. Give him that for yet. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the hell that was. <laughs> One of the characters, her cool to three ability eight. is to create her limbs out of anything. Oh, weird. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah that threw me off. I was like, <laughs> he can just do that? This is cool. This is going to suck for me to play. I don't know what the hell's happening. <laughs> Yeah, you're not catching up now. <laughs> yeah. There are three movies, though, that will cover, I think, like, 300 episodes of the anime or some shit like that. Really? Yeah. It's, you're not going to get all the details. But sure. Just like the Berserk movies. Yeah. Except for way less episodes. God, I love how it looks like the anime. It does, 3D. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. When I was yeah. watching this, I'm just like, dude, this is 3D, but it looks like I'm watching the anime. That's what I say to everybody. <laughs> Speed. Chisel. I don't give a fuck. He's got Google Glass. I so love the music in One Piece. Oh, I'll say, yeah. <laughs> one, one Piece. I've only seen 17 episodes of the shit, but I'm familiar with the series since it's been out. And I just always loved our sound of music. It has like a fucking like a adventure orchestral. The whole thing's an adventure. Theme though, which yeah. is crazy because like it's an anime, so not just like some J-pop or J-rock band playing. Not just in the intros. Yeah, well <laughs> that's typical. <laughs> I appreciate any kind of like production though. 
あ、もう、もう、もう、もう、もう、もう、もう、もう、もう、もう、もう、もう、もう、もう、もう、もう、もう、もう、もう、もう、もう、もう、もう、もう、もう、もう、もう、もう、もう、もう、もう、もう、も
yeah, I, I hope they do give this like the Dragon Quest pedigree of like this is an important thing. We gotta really do this right. Right. Because Dragon Quest when I played that I was like, now I get why people love this series. Like they really put love and care into this. You know, one piece is fucking huge. I hope they at least put a decent amount of like care into making this. And it seems like they have. I'm I'm really excited to pick this up. Me too. I watch this every week. So yeah, there's right. gonna be more One Piece for you. So, and not even in like a little fighting game way. Like it's a full game. Yeah. So, which is really exciting. I'll say I watch a ton of anime, and I don't run out and buy every anime game. And that's yeah. th- there's a separation there for sure. There's good games and there's bad games. Then, regardless 100%. if I love the property, that does sway me a little bit. Brand matters. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. But like Jump Force, I don't own. Because I wasn't hearing amazing things. You you were pumped on it too. You kept talking about picking it up. I'm actually every time we we're in the store and like you're like I'm like, hey, there's jump force. And you're like, yeah. I'm like, all right. I mean that's fair. And I don't even mean that in the regard of like reviewers. People aren't really talking about it. You know, that's yeah. not a that's not a great thing. Berserk's so. one of my favorite things on the fucking planet. I own the Berserk game. I've played the first two levels of it. Yeah. So not anything against Berserk. I love it. But the game itself is like, it's okay. Yeah. It's a Dynasty Warriors game, so. But I will gamble on this one for sure. I want yeah. this game. Oh, yeah, 100%. I'm done. Like, I'm already going to buy it, so. Cool. Uh, let us know in the comments, what do you think about One Piece World Seeker? What do you think about this opening cutscene? Are you going to pick it up? Are you not going to pick it up? Are you not into anime shit? Do you got words for that? All Um shit. Asshole. Shit. Let's <laughs> call him an asshole. In there. <laughs> Shouldn't be calling people in the community asshole. He'll be able to handle it. <laughs> Other people, I'll be nicer. I, I, I love Jeremy. Jeremy's a great, great guy. Um, oh, favoritism. I'm, I'm fucking this up. There's gonna be a revolt um, <laughs> in the Discord. They're gonna start flipping cars. Um, yeah. Uh, are you not gonna pick this up? And uh, I had another question. I lost it because I called someone an asshole. And uh, yeah, let me know everything you're thinking about with One Piece. Also, what anime games have you picked up that you liked? Which ones have been good? Which ones have been bad? And yeah, on to the next video, assholes, all of you, um, <laughs> you jizzle assholes. That's not, I don't like, I'm never going to say that again. Yeah, that's awful. Cyberpunk 2077, creating Cyberpunk official PlayStation inside look. This is essentially uh, CD Projekt Red kind of talking about what's going on with Cyberpunk as of right now. Uh, we're both very stoked for this game. Not at all. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> our most viewed video on this channel is Cyberpunk. I, hit, I think it hit like... 60,000 views, which is amazing. 60,000 people have seen that video. It's way beyond our normal numbers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like fucking most of our views. Um, so, yeah, we've we've been very much anticipating this, but we also both respect that uh, it'll be done once done, and we For hope sure. they maintain that and just release something that is amazing. Um, and, yeah, we're really excited. So this is pretty much them checking up with us to let us know where things are at. Anything you want to say? No, because I, I don't even know what we're watching, so let's just do it. All right, three, <laughs> two, one, go. This is probably the most stressful day of my life. And I don't know why, but I just couldn't uh, deal with the pressure. I was actually a shadow of myself at this E3. Carol. I'll tell you why he was so stressed and could deal with the pressure. Everyone's watching you. <laughs> yeah, the pressure's up with this one for sure. 
This is probably the most stressful E3 of my life. And so I don't know different. why, but I just couldn't yeah. uh, deal with the pressure. I was actually a shadow of myself at the C3. Cyberpunk 2077, CD Projekt Red's first deviation from the Witcher universe, is an action-oriented, narrative-driven, open-world RPG. Which is a mouthful. God, I love this style. The game was announced in 2012 and officially revealed in a teaser trailer in 2013. But after that, there was nothing. After the teaser, we kind of went dormant. There was silence for four or five years, which for me and for my community team was very hard because, you know, people were very excited about the game. When we first announced the Cyberpunk, we had a certain oh, yeah. vision of, of where we wanted to take it. The main difference between the pen and paper RPG and the PC game still to this date is that ultimately, while video games are nicer to look at, the freedom that you have in a pen and paper RPG is something that we have yet to achieve in any game, I would say. We can't just take what is the source material on the side and make a video game around it, but we have to be smart about it. Being smart takes time and experimentation. Over the last five years, the cyberpunk development team has been crafting an experience that they hope exceeds the expectations of fans of both the original franchise and of CD Projekt's previous output. The reason why you can't really go out and just show everything is because video game development is such an iterative process, right? What we have now might not be there tomorrow. So we've had just ideas that real. have died over the years, <laughs> then they have been resurrected, then Cyber they died girl. again, and now they're back. Cyberpunk 2077 isn't only set 50 years after the source material, but it also takes place in a parallel timeline. This gave the team the freedom the to create animations. a game that respected and referenced the source material, but also suited the shift to the video game medium. For example, it was vital that the player's character it's so dense. be fully customizable. It. This was a real shift for a company associated with an incredibly iconic character like Geralt. For us, it's important to give players this uh, freedom to allow them to play themselves in our world and really immerse themselves. That is also part why we have the first-person perspective, right? Because you don't play as someone else, but you play as I. Got a window on the left. Go. The move to first person is essential to convey the scale and verticality of Night City, the game's sprawling neon-soaked hub. But this change in perspective, combined with a completely new style of navigation, including the ability to drive, brings with it a new set of design challenges. It's easy to make yeah, an open bet. world that when you're on foot, feels huge. But if you're in a car, it's yeah, 10 minutes. One feels like a huge world, the other like a not so huge world. And how do you balance that? How do you create the, the feeling of vastness? But those are the cool things when you challenge yourself to sort of push forward into new uncharted territory. The right? PlayStation and, uh, gamers, it is their video. I know, it's just funny. To these problems. At E3 2018, CD Projekt Red finally revealed the first gameplay of Cyberpunk 2077 to a select audience of media and invited guests. We were so nervous and anxious to learn what people will say about the game because the hype was unreal. Soon word spread that it was the must-see game of the show. The team left E3 with over 100 media awards. But for the community of PlayStation that. gamers who had waited so, so long to see the game in action, the words of the media weren't enough. They had to see it for themselves. Two months later, their wish came true when all 48 minutes oh, of the nice. playthrough was made public. Their overall 
Sentiment was amazing and the reception was great. So it was just this is very the most hyped I've been on. Like, to, to like I remember when I was a kid, they um, announced a game coming out in the future, and, and, and I was like, oh my god, I need okay, that fucking right. game. It's kind of like when, um, you know, after Marwin, like when they like said, like Oblivion was coming, and like the next may no longer be the mystery shit. Oh, I need that. Like, I haven't felt that way in so long. Like, I get excited for games all the time, but I'm buying new games all the time. This is one of those games where I'm just like, that's like the next check, check all eyes. Yeah, um, I'm trying really hard not to be because I don't want to put myself in that. Position. Watching that, I yeah. felt myself like getting yeah. excited. I was just like, <laughs> I want that. Right. Yeah. No. I. <laughs> the whole time watching that, it, it's really hard to like try to like remind myself that we're supposed to like kind of talk every once in a while when we're doing that. You know, because mm -hmm. I'm just like, it's hard. I'm just in, engrossed in yeah. what I'm I'm watching. So. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't even know what I can say that we haven't said a million times on yeah. this. Really, I mean, it just it looks amazing. I can't wait to to see where they take it, um, and I don't need them to show me anymore. They've given literally they haven't really the the taste they gave us was mm. perfect, and all they're doing now is just like talking about it every once in a while, which yeah. is really smart. Keeps it out there, keeps it in our heads and whatnot. It also lets us know that they know we're waiting. Yeah. And so it's nice to have someone every once in a while go like at the restaurant, like, Oh, your food's coming. Like right. something like that. It's exactly like exactly like that. Yeah. And then um they've already said they're gonna be at E three. So yeah. uh they're gonna show something. They'll show something. So look forward to it, I'm sure. Yeah, I uh <laughs> I I'm so stoked for that. Um yeah, that just reaffirmed things for me. Uh really fucking excited. I can't make words right now. Every time I see it, I'm just like, that game is gonna be so good. <laughs> um just revisiting it again, though, because we haven't watched any videos on it in a while. Just seeing it again and all the movements and animations was almost like new again. I was like looking at the one that she was shooting the gun and just all the parts moving on and stuff. I was like, oh, God, they put a lot of work into those details. But then they're sitting there talking about like, you know, over five years or whatever, they had ideas, they throw them out, they brought them back later. Like five years is a long time to fucking, in that time span, to be bringing up ideas. And it's cool that they're even allowing themselves to bring back ideas sometimes in in production you get to a certain point where things are established already and you can't go back and bring stuff back into it. you're too far into making character models making you know where people can walk and and where the ai is going to interact with these things and stuff to introduce something you'd have to redo a bunch of shit right right so for them to do that um just tells me and them saying it's coming when it's done just tells me that that you know if they can make something work and it's worth it they'll do it mm -hmm. they'll put the work into it and that kind of shit is is gonna sell the game. The the aesthetics cool. Other games have cyberpunk aesthetics. Not as cool and good looking as that. 100%. Other games have it. It's the work and dedication and the fucking the the backing of of the fans of CD Projekt Red that's gonna make that game great. It's just that pedigree of excellence is well, is gonna be in that game. Hundred percent. And, and I'm over I'm over hyping it. That's what they were worried about. I'm I'm the one who's fucking making that awful for him. But, yeah, but let's be, I really believe that. Let's be clear though, you have a, a difference in mentality when it comes to companies. You have the uh essentially assembly line style companies like your EAs, your Activision, stuff like that, that are uh making a product minimum investment, maximum profit, right? Yeah. Um which it has its place, but uh, yeah, 100%. it's harder to appreciate when you mm -hmm. have companies who spend the time and the details like your CG project reds, or you, I would argue most indie developers in, in that regard, because they're putting passion into it. Uh, Stardew Valley is another great example of that. Uh, 
it it shows and the people playing it feel that uh, that care when they're when they're playing that game. When I played Stardew Valley for the first time, as an example, um, as someone who likes Animal Crossing and likes Harvest Moon and stuff like that, I played that and I was like, "This guy also likes this stuff," mm-hmm. and he wanted that to be clear. And, Passion, yeah, and, it, and it. it's great. So yeah. um, I feel like we're gonna get that level of passion. So yeah, um, I feel the same way too because I'm like you super into cyberpunk as a genre Mm -hmm. that dystopian future uh augments all that shit and so whenever i see a futuristic game come out i'm not i'm not buying the i'm I'm hoping on the promise of that genre but i still have to be mindful because they're still developing a game so like the deus ex series the newer ones the two newest ones i really like him i think the second one's really fucking good and improves on in every way over the first one but even watching those games before they came out, I can still tell what I'm getting into. I'm like, those are going to be, you know, typical first person, kind of like linear, but pathways you can choose based first person shooters with stealth, stealth mechanics. And they were hundred percent. I'm looking at that though. And I'm like that there is, there's work put into that, that I am not seeing in most games. Yeah. So, Throw the genre out the window. If I see that that kind of work in any game, it's going to get my attention. But now it's in a genre that I love by a company that I love. And I'm just like, it's very low odds that game will be even just okay. Yeah. And if it is, it'll be slightly disappointing. But if it's a good game, it's a good game. But I have really sneaking suspicion, really, really uh, hard sneaking suspicion that that game is going to be fucking excellent. Yeah. Just because of that passion that you were kind of talking about. You can, you can see that they give a fuck Mm -hmm. like completely even hearing them talk about how like you know they were kind of getting tired and fatigued from development and then they're also worried going into e3 and then the reception they got they're like okay we're we're good look what happened to Corey when he was releasing uh god of war oh Corey barlog yeah Yeah, he uh he was a nervous wreck he'd been just staring at making this game for years and then the reviews came out and he broke down well and I'm not even remotely even on this skill at all, but and I actually am kind of the worst example because I don't care too much, but it does matter. When you create something, and I create a lot of things, and you put it out there, and people tell you what they think of it, it's always awesome to hear good things, but you always release something going, I probably could have done this a little better, I could have changed that. You're always fucking looking at it in ways that you could have done something different. Someone else is just getting it and looking at it. And they're like, oh, yeah. But you, you're like, you know, you were there for that whole process. And I can't even imagine working on something for fucking like five, six years and releasing that and, and you know, just going like, I don't know what the hell they're going to think, especially when you're making it for them. Like I have, I have the luxury of not making things for people. But it's still, there's, there's something. So I can't imagine that on a bigger scale of, of putting something out for millions and millions of people, mm. having to make it financially viable. You, I mean, it's not even just your art that's being um, uh, viewed, but it's also you got to make money too on yep. this. There's so much pressure to that, and then you know, like you were saying with Corey Barlog, like that. There's there's risks they took with that game. There's risks they're taking with this game. Yeah. And so on release, you know, will it work? Will it not? I mean, imagine all this hype. Everyone's stoked about Cyberpunk. They're feeling good about it now. They release it, and it's and it sucks somehow. That'd be devastating. That'd be devastating. Yeah. That's fucking six or seven years of their goddamn life for for nothing. Yeah. Um. That's that's fucking pressure. That's it insane. Is. It's a lot of pressure. Uh. I I honestly don't see that happening. 
I don't either. Because I, <clears throat> I want to be clear. They have I think this game's going to be amazing. They have a track record of getting better and better with their games. So um, oh, every single one of their games yeah. has gotten better. And and this time, you know, obviously the budget has increased. The workload is they've hired a crap ton of people, you know, to to work on this project. So yeah. Um, and as long as they keep the mentality of releasing a finished game, I don't think we're going to get a subpar game. No. So. We should probably cut this short, though. We probably sit here and talk about this yep. all fucking day. And I'm sure people watching probably would like to hear that. But we got two other things we got to watch. And you got to get it on a plane. So let us know in the comments. What do you think about creating Cyberpunk official PlayStation inside look? Is this game only uh, was this game only exciting for PlayStation fans? Uh, <laughs> as they said in the fucking trailer, I thought I heard them like I was. A f- I get why they did it, but I was like oh, that was kind of a weird way to put that. Um, excited for Cyberpunk? Are you are you going to pick it up? Um, when when do you think it's going to come out? This year, or next year? Man, I don't know. I think safe money's this year, but I feel next year. Because the only evidence we have so far is that it's that they didn't say this, but the Polish government, who gave them nine million dollars, wanted them to release it in twenty nineteen. That's so. That's my only hint. That's what I'm saying. Safe money's there, but I feel like it's coming out next year. But it's gonna be shown at E three this year, so they could reveal and go. I think they're gonna talk about release date though at E three. I think so too, because the game's looking pretty done. But if it comes out next year, I think early to maybe second quarter of next year. Well, yeah, it'd be in the fucking the new game release window, which yeah. is right after January. I yep. don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the new way. Yeah. So you don't know? I have I have no thoughts on it. I really am kind of stumped on that one. So you just flip a coin? Yeah. Okay. It'd be the same either yeah. way. Like I said, I th- I think safe money is this year. But I don't feel like it's going to happen this year. I think it'd be I think it'd be early next year to second quarter. Uh, also, let me in the comments. Know in the comments when do you think it's going to release? I know almost every single person I've talked to so far thinks it's going to be twenty twenty. Um, so uh, yeah, I actually don't think I've talked to anybody who thinks it's come out this year. So, but I think people are really riding that idea that they keep saying it's going to be done when it's done. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, it's definitely coming out at the very latest next year because it looks pretty done, and they've been working on it for this long it's a long i mean time. they've worked on the, this game for a long time it's got to be ready so uh yeah and let me know everything you're thinking about when it comes to cyberpunk 2077 mm-hmm. Got anything else to say nope all right next <sighs> video is going to be a quick one warframe game me and you have not been playing recently we really should be hopping back into it though because i've added a lot just you know the amount of games we play blah 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 yeah i'm already playing mmo right now yep well, that's my thing. I'm playing a lot of JRPGs. I'm like, I can't invest a lot of time in multiple things because then I, I just forget about one and I feel incomplete in my life. So we're going to catch up with Warframe. There is a new Warframe coming out, Hildren, uh, which I've seen pictures of. Uh, it's a very buff lady. Thick. Very thick lady. Uh, I'm not a huge fan on her design. Not because she's thick. I just think it's like the, the helmet is kind of like meh. Yeah, I... And I have to kind of I have to get a better look, but I think the feet are cool. I think that's it, a weird. I think thing it's mostly uh, in the details that's that's making it feel kind of meh. Because yeah. I, like I don't care about the fucking Ryan was huge, yeah. so. Um, well, I don't care about the huge aspect. I'm just saying, like her design is kind of yeah. There's nothing like you look at you know like Octavia or whatever the hell. That's her name, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> she she had her own fucking thing going on. You look at her, and you're like, "That's Octavia." And I I feel like when I look at Hildren, I see like that's the big one. 
that's the big one. <laughs> there's not like anything. I, we'll re, we'll watch it. and I'll I'll see you know see if there's anything distinguishing. Yeah, I watched but, it on my phone, so it's probably not the best yeah. uh, way to watch it. So. But I think it's really cool that we are getting like a big like tank character that's a chick. Hundred percent. Because yeah, it's it's cool. So if, uh, if change it, shit up. Say, if any game has like a variety of of uh, like types of frames and stuff like that it's or not frames but character designs essentially it's mm. it's warframe 100 so, yeah uh, there's a they lot have of so many so, yeah yeah and they're gonna keep doing it and they're always gonna try to make it different than the, the other ones they have so it's that so leads to at some point you're gonna get something that you probably could have thought up because yeah. they're gonna have to go there at some for point, sure you know? so and they're really so, good about that i just uh i think that obviously the main focus there is uh a lot of times you look at a frame and you immediately you're like, bam, that's who that is. And it's mm. because of the details there. And I'm not feeling that. Yeah. Here. Um, I mean, I felt kind of similar with like Atlas, even though I love Atlas as a warframe plain looking, but he's very plain. Looks like he's straight out of mortal Kombat Because mm. he's got the little fucking ninja little skirt on and the, the square helmet. So, yeah. so it's not, not picking on her and her look. There's just some, like you said, you make so many Warframes, some are going to look cooler than other ones. For sure. And I, I like that. I don't want them all to look like the same and completely badass. I, I like that. 100%. Even, um, um, oh, God, the Trapper guy that I like. Valbin. Uh, Valbin. Yeah, he's he's weird looking. He's not like badass looking. He's just weird looking. He's very weird looking. Yeah, yeah. he's kind of like, looks like a like a little tinkerer dude, which is kind of cool. I like that there's different looks and stuff. So yeah. we should watch this. Yep. Ready? Yep. Three, two, one, and go. Space mom, tell us. Poor mother. Like a battery, her defensive and offensive utility is unparalleled. The gun she's this holding in the picture is cool, though. The domina of armament. I like the back piece. Fail fire launches devastating, chargeable bolts of fire. The longer the charge, the more deadly the result. But as with all of her abilities, at the sacrifice of her shields. Shield pillage big shield. emits a thieving wave of energy that strips shields and armor from nearby enemies. Upon its return, Hildren is granted shields based on the amount stolen. Toggle this ability to instantly return any collected shields in the heat of battle. Haven redirects Hildren's shields onto her allies, offering additional protection that also decreases shield recharge time. Any enemies who veer too close will suffer damage, more so if overshields are present. It's fight and flight, Tenno. Aegis Storm activates Hildren's thrusters, allowing her to hover above her enemies, suspending enemies caught in the wake below, damaging them over time. Paired with the destructive effects of Balefire, she becomes an airborne menace. In the sky or on the ground, Hildren fills her victims full of- That's like Ghostbusters gun. I think it's dope looking. Um, I think it's kind of neat that she's a tank and a support character. Oh, so she's very uh, utility. Yeah, I would I would say, but yeah, very definitely active, tanky though. Active to player too. You got to pay attention to things, which yeah, kind of yeah. like, remind me of an MMO. Yeah, I, th- and that's one of the things that I think the, the game is really good about is you have your more simple tanks where you just turn on an ability and forget about it, and then you have stuff like this where you're you're playing the the balancing act, and yeah. um, there's players for each type. Uh, sometimes I just want to play a, a frame and like zone out and not think about it other times that's I wanna, my rhino I get frost in there, go-to, you know yeah. what i mean so um i, was, I play nicks all the time and it's mostly just a spam chaos yeah. it's, it's just convenient i always works it's always useful so i made zephyr kind of tanky too which was weird i take a lot of my, hits with them my uh uh oh no <laughs> lost his name uh 
It's been a while. Squid Boy. Uh, hydroid. Hydroid. My hydroid was very tanky for a caster. So, uh, Chisel. Yeah. This is a, to, to get back on, on this character, though, um, I think I found out. I think I know why I don't like the design. There's mm. too much um, empty space on the armor here. Yeah. And it looks boring. Yeah, I agree. Because the back looks great. Well, that's what I was saying. When, we saw, when I saw the back, I was like, oh, that back piece is cool looking. Yeah, well, even the shoulders and arms looked good. Yeah, it's it would be cool if there's more things going on any. in the body area. Yeah, it's yeah. really boring. It's plain. It looks like a suit. Like yeah. just like a, like a tight suit on. Uh, nitpicking. Yeah. But. Oh, well, the design. It's a the, new. The character looks like it plays great, though. Yeah, no. they yeah. No, uh, it looked really, our shield's really fun to play, so. 100%. Um, I thought all the moves were interesting. I yeah. like that they're like you were saying. There's some Warframes that are just kind of like passive. They got really straightforward moves, and other ones that are more complex. And I like I like having that variety because um, sometimes, like you were saying, I like to just passively play, and sometimes I like to play something that's a little more involved. And sometimes you play harder missions where you got to actually start thinking about your moves more and less mm-hmm. about just spamming fucking the button, killing things while talking to your friends, yep. which is eighty five percent of my. That's the grind part. Yeah. Which, Which is grinding. Fun. And I love it. I don't want to yeah. change that. Sure. So it is one of those games where I can just sit there and mindlessly play and accomplish things constantly. Yeah. Um, it's probably one of the reasons why I'm not playing right now is because I'm playing other games where I got to do that. So and Warframe is a game I always come back to, although I owe them a lot of money. Because <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been on Whatever. in a while. I always give it's DD like, money. Sure, but you're acting like you have a contract with them. <laughs> you pay Final Fantasy fourteen monthly. I should I, be paying. I have to. And I have to pay fucking DE monthly. I owe them money. Let us know in the comments what you think about Hildren. That's how you say her name? Sure. Hildren. What do you think about tanks? What do you think about her design? What do you like? What don't you like? Do you love it all? Do you hate it all? Um, what do you think about another tank being added? What do you think about her moves? What do you think about the being more active in your support role and also keeping your uh, shields up? And are you excited? And should we be playing Warframe? Are you going to tell me in the comments, you should be playing this. Are you playing it? I'm not playing it right now, and I'm sorry. I don't want to play it. I promise, and I will soon. <laughs> Very excited to play it again. <laughs> it just sucks, because every time we watch something, I'm like, oh, yeah, I love Warframe. Yeah, people, are like, cool. people are like, have you played it yet? I'm like, or the new stuff, I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> and I, it fucking sucks because I want to. I should just fucking do it, but I literally have like five games right now I want to play. It it's sucks. not like you can just casually do it. You're gonna turn it on and then you're gonna have to spend weeks. Yeah, yeah. Playing catch I up. can't play Warframe just one day and be like, oh, it's fun. Like I'm like, oh, I'm back in now. Yeah. So that's like a calculated effort, and it's really just it's just a big. It's it's so stressful in my life right now. Twenty four seven, I owe de money too. I feel like I'm in debt. <sighs> All right, last video. Yep. Moving over. Uh, seven ways Warhammer Chaos Bane appeals to Diablo and Warhammer fans. I picked this video because there is a one-minute video that came out, I think, today uh, for the beta that's coming out soon for this game, and I just found out about the game when I saw that. I watched that video for a split second. I'm like, oh, that's neat. Is there info on this game? And there is. So we're going to watch this video. This video came out two weeks ago, so it might be a little old. You might be a fan of Warhammer and going like, what the fuck are you watching that shit for? We don't know about this game. So we're going to find out about this game. Seven things, uh, seven ways that's going to appeal to people. Um, also worth mentioning real fast that our game of the month is Inquisitor Martyr, which is another Warhammer 40K ARPG. So it's kind of relevant because yeah. I'm really enjoying that game. So if they're making another one, I'm interested. So anything you want to say before we watch this? I like ARPGs. So do I. I like almost <laughs> every single one of them. The game can even be subpar, and I'll still probably play it. Probably. So. Yeah. All right, let's do this. Not 
all the way back. There we go. Looks like it has a lot more uh, Hello, polish. Hello, welcome to Rock Paper Shotgun. We are currently Prisoner fighting Martyr. a massive dragon Could in Warhammer Chaos yeah. Bane. Uh, I think it's going all right. We've got a high elf mage who's raining down red projectiles. We've got a dwarf slayer who's never been seen before. This is the first time they're being shown in this demo build. One thing so about all the Warhammer games too is where else they're flying they're, around and chopping out. Uh, annoyingly, the dwarf is standing polish. The they always have ideas I don't see in other games. Yeah, uh, which but is we really are neat. in the streets of Prague. Not to be confused with the European city of the same name. This is P R A A G. Uh, it's a lot less charming than Prague. Fewer coffee houses, more of uh, this kind of bloody dragon thing. But we are playing Chaos Bane. I'm going to talk you through some of the new features. I'm going to cut between this level and one of the older levels just to introduce you to Get some into of it, the dog. characters, the new mechanics. If you're enjoying this as you go oh, along, dude. like and That's subscribe. It's that first. usual deal. If you have any questions, pop them in the comments and I'll do I'm my very best to answer them. But for the time being, let's go on a quick tour of Chaos Bane. As you can see, it's Warhammer meets Diablo 3, which is actually something the team Diablo. is ashamed of. Like, they're huge fans of Diablo 3. I was talking to the director of the game, and he played it, uh, Diablo 3, that is, for about 600 hours, I think it was, when you added it up across his uh, different profiles, which is, I don't think I've done anything 600 hours. I don't know if I've been alive 600 hours, but he was very passionate about it. Um, obviously, they're mixing it in with the Warhammer DNA. Uh, I'm that sorry, isn't I picked this video. It's a straight clone. It does do some interesting things. There's this thing called the archetypal move which i'll explain in a second um but otherwise you kind of know what to expect you know it's a hack and slash you have all these combination of skills you can combine them in different ways to create different effects it all layers up quite nicely there's a very deep loot system which i'm actually going to explain at the end of the video just because i don't want to explain everything at the end of the video at this rate up front but if you yeah, throw the videos at the end, at the end. Those, and i'll just talk through what you can achieve there with the crafting and the different levels and the skill trees and whatnot um, but for the time being what we're watching here is a dwarf slayer and a high elf charging through the streets smashing things up but i am just going to quickly talk you through the dwarf slayer what's the seven um, things he's got some interesting Has he named stuff one yet? this archetypal move so let's go and see that so this is our first time seeing the Dwarf Slayer, uh, the new character for this particular build. And what we're seeing here is him firing himself around, pulling himself around with little grappling hooks. I like that. Uh, they're actually his axes that he's throwing out. Uh, this is something I already know very I'm gonna buy this game. to Chaos And it has nothing to do with this uh, guy. This guy's not selling to me at all. Move, which is a move that's on the right analog stick. So the whole idea is that... You know, while you're moving with the left and you're aiming, you've got this one skill that you've got 360 degree aim over, very, very specific. Uh, each character has one. I'll show you the Imperial Soldier and the High Elf uh, magic trick in a second. But his is pulling himself around with these hooks. Getting All these Warhammer games are going to retroactively make me a Warhammer fan. Yeah, don't do that. Uh, he's very it's much it's <laughs> like I'm playing Inquisitor <laughs> Martyr. I picked up Space Hulk, which is really janky uh, but kind of interesting. Uh, I played Vermintide, of course. And all these games, I'm like, this this world's really interesting. Archetypal move is uh, this shield. Well, I've got time for that, luckily. attack can be used to stun enemies when they're winding up an attack. So best used on bigger enemies. Of course, you have that full 360 degree turn. Uh, it's got three charges, and then it'll take a little bit of time to kind of rebuild back up afterwards. So the High Elf is all about spells, obviously they're the mage character. Uh, at the core of them is this sort of raining fire of, of projectiles, which they have to do to charge up their, their energy to use their other spells. You have this, a kind of protective dome. 
You have a fireball, which is very tasty. So this is this video the high is fucking misleading. Uh, archetypal yeah, I'm having a hard time. Because he says seven ways it's gonna, and he's putting these little fucking things at the bottom left, but now he's just describing everything. With the right analog stick, which I think is actually a probably the best use of it it's it's the most radically different feeling character you know the other ones i do like i do like that they're using dodges and shields the analog sticks because that's one thing about inquisitor martyr when i played it on pc because i own it on ps4 and pc very powerful, and you can play it with the controller on there so it's not a big deal but um when i was playing mouse and keyboard it felt traditional but there's a lot of features in the game that i didn't feel like i was using very much the mouse and keyboard whereas when i used the controller it felt like the game was built in hopes that it would be on controller because it, it Using the right stick for certain things makes the game flow a lot better. Is this kind of strange little demonic eye but you can also, on mouse and keyboard, turn off mouse clicking to move and attack, or to move and use WSAD to move the character. This, uh, in the yeah. final game, so you can kind of play it like that. Local on PC too, which is slightly rarer for hack and slash, but that's uh, it's nice to see that supported. Um, they support every version. I'm like making fun of this guy at this point. Four Stop. players, so you can do two people on one PC playing online with two people on another PC, three people on one PC playing that? online with another know. one person on what? PC, or four people on separate PCs. Like any combination of local and online. You More games need that. I love the idea. Sports, which is quite like, nice. Regardless of what you feel like for Call of Duty or whatever, there's a lot of Call of Duties where you could play split screen online, and that was like amazing. Because if you had a friend over, you could just both play your characters and progress online. So if you can play three people with one person online, all that shit, that's amazing. You'll just automatically follow them as as they charge you into battle, which is rather psychotic. But it's just better to do this. Sure, I'm looking at right here. It looks like his armor and his weapons and stuff, but I kind of like the way it looks. Well, it's a much better UI than that. While you're in there fucking around with that shit, you, you're so following the team still. I haven't played Warhammer oh, for a nice. very long time. I had an army of Dark Elves when I was about I'm trying 10, to keep up with him. Yeah, I'm glad you are. I'm just looking at the game. It's really hard to listen to. About it. What's interesting about this is that obviously Warhammer at the moment Ironic, is coming in from a guy who has one tone of voice most time. New rule set if you are familiar with it, but Chaos Bane is based in the Warhammer Fantasy Battle, which is the kind of pre-2015 version of it so it's the models the fiction the, the design that you'll be familiar with from that rule set uh, simply because the team are a big fan of this particular take on the world and wanted to do this justice in the timeline it's set after the great war against chaos uh, spoiler alert the good guys kind of won uh, now it's set directly afterwards and you've got a band of heroes going back to the capital of the Empire and there are still remnant Chaos forces taking a pop at them. This stage is actually taken slightly into the game. This is in Prague. It's a town, it's above ground. You'll see that there's a sewer level I'll show you in a second. Each chapter of the game is kind of defined by different Chaos Gods. In this particular one we're fighting the forces of Khorne who is the kind of god of blood and war and general unpleasant things which is why it's all red the enemies have got this reddish glow there's a lot of kind of blood splatter everywhere all these red plants uh, you'll see in the sewers it's all kind of pestilence and green so it's got a different vibe this is non specifically the sewers underneath the city uh, they're sort of uh, it's a human city but these are vast structures built by dwarves are they walking on the fucking cobblestone grand and you'll see these the buildings around them the place so as I mentioned, what time each of day is it? game is defined by a different god of chaos. This is Nurgle, so it's all pestilence. Do they wear cotton? Nurglings and weird green pustules and poison and nasty yes, yeah. pools of gas and swarming it. you is with it? 
diseased and gone. plagued and horrible things. Exactly the kind the of stuff you want to incinerate and burn off the face of the earth. I'm in motion, it didn't feel massively different to the blood chaotic forces we were playing against later. Um, you know, the look of the game is obviously very different. We were told that, that there are apparently 70 enemy types all taken from the, the Warhammer Looks universe. Good, based Not on the miniatures. It, it felt very similar rhythm to me. I didn't I didn't see a, a massive departure in terms of kind of attack styles or kind of challenges to deal with. But, you know, I'm assuming this is pretty early on because they didn't want to bombard us with anything too difficult. Getting puked on by a little demon down there. Very good. Very good. So you'll also That's see one of the ways the Warhammer corners, uh, Chaos Bank appeals to Diablo. Three orbs above each of their meters. This is their bloodlust meter, which fills by collecting little kind of portions of blood which are dropped. Um, I'll circle one on the screen at the moment so you can see what I'm talking about. Um, as you collect blood, you fill up each of these orbs, and basically each one represents a tier of attack. So when you've got one orb, you can do your level one tier. When you've got two, you can do your level two, and so on and so forth. So it's all about, do you want to build Isn't up your mega attacks or three? Yeah. Or do I thought you want they to were back? supposed to be like um, professional. In the course of these demos, it really did take us the length of an entire level to collect enough blood to fill all the way up. I thought that. <laughs> Blood isn't shared, so there is a focus on, you know, who's actually going to take it. You know, do you split it between you, you know, potentially up to a party of four, or do you want to kind of focus one player on it? So they I want to play co-op in every game ever. And we're about to unleash our bloodlust attacks Don't even ask. here. We've both got two levels of orbs. For the high elf, it's Whoa. this rather impressive uh, cool sword spinning thing. Go out and just churn them up. Will it blend? Will a Nurglings blend? Of course they will. Anything will blend if you put your mind to it. Oh my god. Yeah, you can oh see god. the Imperial soldier's got a big shield that he's barging everyone to death with. That's the mage doing his bloodlust attack. With his spinning swords of death. Whoa. I didn't mean to pause it. That's gonna be really hard for me to edit. <laughs> I see how much time was left. You just made my whole editing process so much harder. Let's just end it there, because I'm fucking done watching this. You good? I'm good, yeah. Okay. I'm fucking... I'm not even going to edit that. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> That's where the video ended. If you hear it still going, we're not watching it. It's over. Yeah. So, what do we think about the game? I was going to... So, here's, here's what I want to say. Because I have to give credit to the gameplay... Uh, suffering through that video, I still am curious I was, to play the game. I was still interested in the video, yeah. watching it visually. Yeah. So... It looks cool. It looks like they, they took, obviously, elements from the genre, but have added their spin to it, as they tend to do with every one of the Warhammer games. You brought that up earlier. It's 100% true. I mean, look at what they did for Left for Dead with Vermintide. So, yeah, they made Left for Dead obsolete. Yeah. And so they've, they've added some stuff here. Um, obviously, without getting your hands on it and trying it out, it's going to be hard to say if it's like amazing or not, but I'm glad they are experimental when it comes to these games. Uh, the one thing I heard him say out of all the fucking rambling uh, was the blood is pick is something you have to decide who's picking it up. I tend to not like those kind of systems because you get that one person who isn't thinking about the team and is just going to start picking everything up. So uh, I am worried about that part. But otherwise, it looked really good. Yeah, but you're not playing with randoms. I'm in not. That game, I'm yeah. just saying. It, yeah, yeah. I get uh, what you're saying. That is a, a concern in games for me because there's. You're, saying you're safe because yeah. you're not going to be in that situation. But yeah, 
otherwise it looks cool um i am looking forward to seeing it uh presented differently in the future yeah yeah dude i'm fucking tired watching <laughs> that guy i was getting ready to take a nap but i was too interested watching the video um no, look, it looks cool. Uh, a couple things, because I've played Inquisitor Martyr quite a bit. Um, it's nice to see that because it's a newer game, it's got more polish to it. It has better graphics. It seems like a lot of the systems they've taken from that game um, have translated over. Uh, so that's that's cool to see. Um, I know it's going to have some cool systems in it, because literally every Warhammer game I've played so far has had something in it that I'm like, other games in the genre aren't doing that. Um, so they're always thinking about mechanics, and that's really cool. Um, I like the aesthetic. I like that it is an RPG. I like that a lot. Um, I like loot. I like skills. I like fucking cutting through crowds of people and getting experience. That's like drugs for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, I'm definitely picking this up. But the moves look cool. I like the the animations. I like the way they look. I like the aesthetic. Um the blade spinner on the guy and, and him shooting fire and stuff like that was all really neat. Um, it'll be cool to kind of explore this universe in a way that's not just Vermintide, um, even though those are different events. Um, there There is something about Warhammer that is so different than other games uh, in sci-fi and in fantasy that uh, that is really interesting. Um, really, really, really love that first off, almost all Warhammer games have multiplayer and co-op, yeah. which is really cool. They obviously care about the community of people playing together because um, it's a smaller community um, compared to, like, you know, obviously huge ones. I'm sure there's a lot of Warhammer fans out there, obviously. But um, I also love the emphasis on being able to play same screen co-op and online co-op and being able to do both together. That's not just awesome for this game. That's something every game needs to fucking do if they can, obviously. If the game's too good looking and you can't do co-op or if, you know... It's already hard enough to get two people on screen at once. Don't push and try and make four screens and lower the graphics and shit. You get what I'm saying. It's very cool that they're able to do that. It's very smart. Some of those ideas that I was kind of talking about, they always come up with. Um, so that's really exciting because it, it really, if you want to play with friends, they just made it an easier way to do that yep. in every scenario. Um, plus, I always love the idea of being able to play a game that's deep. And if somebody doesn't have a copy of it, if they want to come over and play with you, you can have that experience with them still. Um, just like I said, options. It's it's good to have. Um, overall, I'm really excited for this. Uh, the beta's coming soon. I'm going to try and hop in it um, if I can. I don't know if it's open or not, though. It's closed. I'll see what I can do. If he said I didn't hear him. Yeah. Well, I, know. I stopped listening to him a while ago. I just every once in a while I'd hear him talk about like something that had nothing to do with anything. And then him try and crack a joke. And I'm like, you know what? Comedy's just not for everyone. Yeah. Not everybody's funny. That's fine. Maybe he's good at math. I'm not. It's possible. Maybe he's not. Maybe he's not good at it much. I don't know. That circle lasted too long, too. I'm going to put a circle around this. Ding. And then the video continued. I'm like, that was way too long, motherfucker. Just go and just be done with it. We get it. We saw it. Anyway. I'm excited for this game. I'm really excited for this game. I'm going to buy it for sure. Just because this is right my alley. And this is a game that I'd really want to play with you and all the usuals. Um, and uh, maybe I'll be picking this for my next game of the month. In a year. In a year. I'm sure it'll be out by then and I will have played it so much. But, uh, <laughs> maybe I can throw it on the list and maybe I'll get a, a lucky roll too because our list is like multiple years worth of games. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anything else you want to say on it? Chaos yeah. Bane. That's the name of it. Yeah. Looks cool. Looks uh, cool. 
I'm sorry if my energy is really low. I yeah, that was really hard. My <laughs> energy's fuck. Well, yeah, mentally I'm just like ready to go curl up in a ball and die somewhere. But I drank a lot of coffee, so I'm feeling really good. Uh, I'm gonna have to make some more because I'm starting to crash. I don't know if I need any more. Let us know in the comments. What do you think about Warhammer Chaos Bane? Are you excited for it? Are you not excited for it? Do you like ARPGs? Do you not like ARPGs? You're like, I don't like looking down at people. I'm no god. Or you're like, I am a god. I control all. And that's why I like ARPGs. Um, Do you like loot? I'm sure you do. There's people out there that don't really like games like that. Like, I've talked to people who don't like stuff that's deeper. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting because that's like one of my favorite things ever. My last job, uh, one of the guys I worked with, fell out of gaming because they started becoming uh, too much like movies and too involved. And he just just wanted to play a game. Because RPGs uh, definitely kind of seeped into all games. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. And you can blame a lot of that on Call of Duty. That's what my favorite genre is. (laughs) I don't mind. Oh, it just makes (laughs) games deeper. So yeah, I I like having choice or at least perceived choice. Um, Yeah, some people just want to play like Ratchet and Clank though. I'm just like cool. hit shit. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad people still make those games. Uh, yeah. Not as much anymore, unfortunately. It's always harder for me to play those games just because I, I like, I enjoy it for a sp- like a split second, yeah. but like, I really like to like have that fucking, lo- you know, that what, level going up. Mario still exists. Yeah. And it's and a solid great. ass game. And they're great. So. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah, Chaos Bane. Let me know everything you think about when it comes to Chaos Bane and everything we've talked about. We've talked about a lot in this episode and pretty decent amount of time. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you're gonna be gone for a week. Yep. We'll see if you're on Taste Tuesday or not. If you're not, it's understandable. I have no idea what my uh, agenda is. I just know I'm I'm flying, you know, and uh, hanging out for a few days and then coming back. Yeah. So, so if you don't see him Tuesday, that's where he's at. The very ambiguous mystery. I don't want to say yet, be, just in yeah. case someone's gonna be waiting for you there. Um, <laughs> That's going to do it for this episode of TastyCast, episode 90. As always, thank you for watching. Make sure to like and subscribe if you enjoy this episode. Make sure to check out our other episodes. Check us out on Tumblr, Twitter, and Facebook at Tasty Loot Gaming. Share my streams on Twitch at Tasty Senpai. All one word. Hit the notification button to when I go live. If you want to watch me on YouTube, you can do that right here. Because when I stream, I dual stream. So you can watch me here. You're like, fuck Twitch. You're over on Twitch. You're like, fuck YouTube. I don't even know how the hell you found me in the first place. But you can watch yeah, me there okay, as man. well. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're not to Spotify and other podcast platforms. If you'd prefer to listen to us, you're not really into the video thing or you don't want to waste data having fucking audio with video playing over inside somewhere. We got audio options. If you're listening to us, check us out on YouTube at Taste of the Gaming. We're actually getting more and more people listening, which is really cool to see. Mm-hmm. Um, the number seems to be growing like every other week. So by a little bit. Nice, nice. So it's very cool. Um, at first, I was like, I don't know if I want to send people over. I'd rather them watch the episodes. But I was like, I want people to be able to to listen or watch no matter what. And also, it's stupid for me not to give that option. So it's cool I to see that growing. I think you feel that way because you produce it as a video as video content. I do, yeah. 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 Uh, but obviously, the the draw to the content is necessarily the video. Yeah. So Our faces. Yeah. Yeah. You're only missing out on the video, uh, like the videos we watch, we watch but stuff, yeah. I mean, it is a conversation show. So, yeah. um, not to sit here and talk and dissect fucking what we're doing here. Um, yeah. So listen to us and, uh, we have discord. You can talk to us, uh, link down below. Uh, I've just reorganized the discord a little bit, uh, cleaned it up a little. Well, it wasn't not clean, but I, added one more category for community based stuff. I added a, a looking for group section. So if you're in the discord and you want to play games with people, you don't have to, uh, you know, go to different channels and, and 
you know, ask people to play games with you there. You can go to the LFG. That's what it's meant for. Tell people what game you're playing, when you're playing it, and see if anyone wants to play with you or, you know, just throw it out there. I'm going to be playing this if anyone wants to play. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude. I think I moved the cyberpunk section up to the top, too, because I know people keep coming in and they're like, I'll see you in cyberpunk. And they go straight in there. I'm like, all right. So now it's at the top. So it's easy to find yeah. on that very long list. Um, yeah, my name's Seth. Chevy. Until the next episode, which will be Tasty Tuesday. Also thinking about doing a Tasty Flicks again soon. So let me know uh, what movie-related stuff you'd like me to uh, talk about. Uh, have a good weekend, guys. And take it easy.